I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And welcome here to the Husker Online postgame show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett. We're doing our best to uh, get going here on the road. Uh, we knew it would be a challenge getting the show off the ground on the road, but we wanted to join you tonight, especially after uh, the big win at Rutgers. Um, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Steve Sipple. Uh, Nebraska wins 14-13, gentlemen, as uh, we try to break this one down here at a very empty SHI Stadium. By the way, they called it a sellout, and I'm not sure it was sold out in here, but it was a, a raucous environment, and Nebraska found a way uh, to get the win here. Uh, they're now, if you can believe it, three and three overall. That's right, Sean. Three, three and three. Uh, two and one in the Big Ten. Two and one in the Big Ten Conference. Um, going out to West Lafayette now for some meaningful football. I mean, it's really, I mean, you think about where this was at, guys, after the Oklahoma game. To be where we're at tonight, and granted, it's a win over Rutgers, but to be at this point, it, it really is pretty amazing. I mean, wins are wins at this point. Uh, this is a program that has not experienced two weeks of good vibes in a long time, especially when it comes to Big Ten play. So you can say what you want about the opponent. Look at what Nebraska is. I mean, for them to do this uh, says a lot about just their growth over the course of uh, the last few weeks over the bye and then these last two games. Uh, Like you said, Sean, just a few weeks ago, this season was dead in the water. Um, We were thinking about just the dreading making it through <laughs> November, just how ugly this thing was going to get. Well, now here they are. They're 500. <laughs> they're, they're three wins away from going to a bowl game. And oh, they're, they're, they're currently, as we speak tonight, in first place in the Big Ten West. Well, yeah. Forget, so yeah. think about that. They think about how much oh, narrative has shifted in the span of three weeks. Well, it's not just three weeks. I mean, it's, you go back to Georgia Southern. I mean, Georgia Southern <laughs> put 642 yards on Nebraska in Memorial Stadium. And now Nebraska... Nebraska's defense is shut out in the second half. Two Big Ten teams, two two second half shutouts. Uh, last week against Indiana, shut out. Rutgers shut out the second half tonight. Again, this is a team that gave up 642 yards to Georgia Southern. That's, Couldn't stop anything. We got to figure that that out this week, guys. I mean, we we do. We got to figure out what the hell happened against Georgia Southern, and so, why and why they they've been able to crank it down these last two weeks. Think about this. Oklahoma was on pace to have over 700 on Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. And then they called the dogs off. It was 355 in the first half right. on Nebraska that OU right. had. And even tonight, no Tommy Hill at corner, no Quentin Newsom. Yeah, Tommy Hill got benched, right? Yeah, he's, Tommy, playing he's playing receiver. <laughs> but, you know, all new corners. Quentin Newsom has a hamstring. Groin, I but, oh, my bad, Rob. Here, Mickey, thank you, Mickey Rob. in postgame. Yeah, Mickey said groin. groin. He, he talked to he Mark. Wasn't, he wasn't definitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk to Mark. That's Mark. the joke. Every time there's an injury, Mickey always goes, um, "You got to talk to Mark." <laughs> well, Mickey's a little more forthcoming <laughs> with injury news, and yeah, he did say he thinks it's a groin on Quentin Newsom. 
So yeah, they're out there with Brandon. When did Brandon Moore get to town, Sean? Well, he got here in August. I mean, he he joined August the team. 11th. He joined the team in the, the last edition. In the middle of training camp, he was with the team. You know, when training camp started, and came in at the last minute. So and he's playing corner. Six year senior. Um, but twenty five. If, if if you study his history, he was a playmaker. Um, in their win at Navy, he made the key play to help Scott Frost's. 2017 team win at Navy in a, in a big game. He was always a playmaker at UCF, uh, but you didn't know what you were going to get. But he's a walk-on. So you had a walk-on 25-year-old. 25 years old. And an 18-year-old freshman from Mississippi uh, playing yeah. at corner. At corner. So you got one. You got a corner that's 25 on one side. I mean, legitimately. <laughs> three years in the NFL. Um, I mean, there's guys that aren't 25, obviously, in the NFL. And Hartzog on the other side was 18. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, and both of them came up with critical interceptions in this game. Yeah. That, that, I mean, for the four, two four-game starters, that one's not even on defense anymore, at least that we think, and then Quentin Newsom was hurt, um, you know, they that was a real issue. And like, another, another game, that could have been a much bigger situation. Um, the good news for them was Rutgers had a lot of difficulty throwing the football. Obviously, Noah Vedral. Still being hurt with that thumb injury, yeah. uh, kind of really limited that passing game. But they came up with the big plays. Uh, Brandon Moore jumped that pass in the third quarter when uh, Rutgers was all the way down to Nebraska's 36-yard line. They were about to make that a two-score game, and he gets that interception. That's Nebraska huge. didn't score, but it it kind of kept the tie. Stem the tie, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then obviously with 48 seconds left, Malcolm Hartsog seals the win with the pick uh, to, to to put it away. So. Um, you know, two very uh, unexpected characters on this defense come up with critical plays and uh, one of the yeah. bigger wins this program's had in a while. Think about that. If I would have told you in Dublin, Ireland, that Malcolm Hartstug and Brandon Moore Hartsog, go ahead, Sean, would, make, would make game-changing interceptions to win a Big Ten oh football my God. game. I mean, like, if, if there was a prop bet on that, yeah. it would have been like 1,000 to 1. Maybe more. I mean, like those, just to put it into perspective, I mean, like the odds on those guys doing that, you know, it's unheard of. I mean, it's, it's, ins it's insane how much this defense has turned around um, in just some of these areas with a few tinkers here and there by Bill Bush. Yeah, I wonder how much, if, I don't know if I characterize them as just tinkers when I, they, they bench Tommy Hill. Yeah. I mean, they bench Tommy Hill. I mean, you change positions. <laughs> I mean, that's not tinkering. Um, that's a you pulled a major lever there. Now it's an odd thing. Now people are probably wondering what, what are you guys talking about. Tommy Hill warmed up with the receivers tonight. Yeah, I don't think he got on the didn't field. Play. Didn't, didn't play. He was still kick returner, yeah. but he didn't play an offensive. And side. Tommy Hill, I think he's a pretty good corner. Now he's, he's struggled badly this year, so he's on offense now. Um, Quentin Newsom again groin. I don't know what his prognosis. Yeah, is. that's to be determined. Yeah. That's, Pretty notable too, especially with Purdue. Oh God! Coming yeah. up. That that passing game is going to be far better than anything they've seen the last two games. Yeah. Well, Aiden O'Connell, we'll, we'll watch him tomorrow and see how he looks health-wise because he, you know, they he, play in Maryland, and that, that's a Maryland. that's a tough that's a good game. Maryland team. Yeah, like he's going to get hit in that game. Yeah. So Nebraska should hope he gets hit really hard. <laughs> speaking of getting <laughs> hit, not too hard. Speaking yeah. of getting hit really hard, I mean, how about Casey Thompson? Yes. I mean, what he did. Let's talk about Casey. Standing up in the pocket. And he only got sack. That was one of the more surprising stats. He only took one sack. Two. Oh, I, I would. They only charged him with one. Oh, I thought they had two sacks. I thought. Yeah, I'm just going off with a stat okay, sheet. Stats said once. He, Rutgers was only credited with one sack okay, and two hurries. Okay. Um, but it felt like much more. Sure did. I mean, it felt like he got knocked around. 
you know, I felt like he took a beat. I mean, he took a beating. That offensive line is what it is. But he made an interesting comment after the game. He knew that that pass rush wouldn't be like that in the third, fourth quarter. <laughs> Hold on. I thought it was sort of funny what he said, if you think about it. He said he thought he thought at halftime Rutgers would pass rushers were maybe tiring out. <laughs> I just thought they're tiring out because they're getting so many free lanes. winded you. from knocking him into the church. I mean, I, I, I don't know. He wasn't trying to be funny, but I sort of got a kick out of that. I mean, their edge guys look like drag racers right. coming off the edge. Right. It's like the uh, the Simpsons episode where Homer's the boxer and like he doesn't actually fight back. He just gets punched in the face until the other guy gets tired and falls over. I think that's what Casey was trying to do. There. He just basically just take one punch after another and, and just be the last man standing. The, th- the analogy king is Sean. That, that, that was might good win. though. That, that was really win. good. That was really good. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Well, yeah, Casey Thompson, um, you know, makes the key throw. You know, and, and there the key was throw to Trey Palmer. To Trey Palmer to take the lead and the throw to Travis Volkolek. Yeah, I mean those were the two throws for Nebraska uh, that that won this game. I mean the only throws. I mean the, the semblance of the running game. I mean Anthony Grant's long run of seven yards. Yeah, they couldn't get much going. I, I, would, I kept saying Rob would get mad at me, but I kept saying I I, I said a hundred times in a press box. Grant's legs look heavy to me. He looks like he may be wearing down a little bit. He's uh, carried a big workload. Right. It Sean. It looked like his legs were heavy. Now, you can tell when Gant come, came in, Gant's legs looked live. So that's how you can tell. Well, 32 carries last week. And against a physical Indiana team will do that to you. Yeah. On a short week coming back. So yeah, that, yeah. that was a big question for me going in was, would he be able to replicate that? And clearly, there was a bit of a fatigue factor there. I think there Anthony was. Grant. I don't know. Maybe Anthony Grant would say, no, I wasn't tired. Yeah, his, sure legs, his, leg, his legs looked look look yeah. heavy. He didn't have that burst. No, and I would if I were if I were Apple White, I'd keep him off his feet all week. Okay. I would I'd keep him off his feet all week. So I wouldn't practice it. We also talked about this and with that situation being what it is and Yant's relative inexperience, especially this season, where was Gabe Irvin? I don't know. He didn't the clear cut the, the clear cut match. number two. He was here warming up. He was on was he? he was in pads, uh but he didn't play. We should so, ask that question. You know, that, I mean, that's certainly something to follow up on. Why, yes. why wasn't he more involved? Especially when you know, us uh, know-nothings in the press box can, can see that Anthony Grant was clearly a step slower than what he had been earlier. And Ramir Johnson didn't travel. No. So, you know, the running back situation, yeah, that number two spot's getting harder to kind of figure out. A.J. Allen's loss. I mean, how would you allow, I mean, A.J. Allen would have made a big difference, absolutely. probably. Oh, absolutely. Having him. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the drop-off from him to the other guys, it's significant. Yeah, no, you're right. A.J. Allen. Th- you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. This is where you really miss A.J. Allen. Because maybe he finishes the fourth quarter with right. you. And, you know, that was the hard part. Nebraska was, I mean, they, they managed. I, I was impressed with how they managed the clock. I thought Bill, yeah. Scott Frost. That was not a strength. I mean, we can agree on that. Like, he was not a good clock manager late in the game. I thought Mickey Joseph, for really being one of the first times in his head coaching career, having in that situation, he milked those seconds down, took time out. I mean, he really did a good job. He did a good job at the end. 
Yeah. yeah. The end of the first half, though, was a bit questionable. Casey Thompson gets hurt, leaves the game. They bring in Chubba. Rather than just run the ball and go into halftime down 13, they throw it. Mm-hmm. He's bad at the line, and they throw it again, or they run it again, and Rutgers calls a timeout, and they have a minute left. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a less than a 20-second possession uh-huh. with like just over a minute left to play, and they gave Rutgers a chance to try to kick a field goal to make it a two-score game yeah. going into half. So, and that you know, was big as we now look at the final score. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, now they missed it. It, well, it, it was a 58 perfect. yard. The time management wasn't perfect, no, but certainly at the end when it mattered the most, uh, I thought they did about as well as you possibly could. All right, if you're just joining us here, uh, Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, we are in SHI Stadium in Piscataway. It's what is it here about one? It's 135. And we've been assured that we will be able to get out of the press box. Yeah. That's that's a fear. I mean, Robin and I have been stranded in San Diego in a press box. I think we we've, we've jumped, hopped, we've hopped some fences, tall fences, and ripped some pants. Ripped <laughs> some pants. I mean, you try you try hopping a stadium yeah. fence. Probably stop wearing dress pants to games. I need yeah. to be more agile. But we were assured that we can get out of here. Now, yeah. I was a little concerned when the guard said that they could walk us to our car. If you're concerned yeah. about walking to your car, yeah, do we got long? We got kind of a long walk. I'm not worried about Sorry. walking to my car. We can fight. We watched, we, watched, we watched Mickey Joseph get his team ready for a fight tonight. Yeah, yeah, we should give credit to Mickey Joseph. Um, we should give credit to Bill Bush. We should give credit to Travis Fisher as the coaches. That's the guys that come to mind first. Mickey, you know, I, I, I was struck by Mickey as the team came out for warm-ups in the second half. He was out on the field exhorting those guys. Uh, he, you know, he, I, I don't know what exactly he was saying, but you, you could tell what he was doing. He was just trying to keep them... Keep keep their dollars up. Um, keep fighting. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a miserable first half for Nebraska. It was. I didn't. I mean, we're t- sitting here talking about a win, and in the first half, no, I thought it was. It was a national TV disaster for Nebraska. It was messy. It was kind of like, oh, this is gross. They got this okay. Is... So what was gross? They got a punt blocked. Casey threw two interceptions. They were one for six. Pass interferences down. on offense. They were got hurt. Yeah, it was Nebraska's. Yes, got sent to the locker. Yeah, he got sent to the locker. Out of the game. Yeah, he got knocked out of the game. One for six on third Your down. Your former backup quarterback Noah Vedrill comes in, opening and, drive, and scripts a drive right down your throat. Nebraska had six penalties in the first half. Yeah, it was messy. It was messy, and I didn't think they'd come back. But here's what happened. Slowly, well, you know what happened. Nebraska came out in the third quarter and marched. They got that opening touchdown to Volkolek, right, early in the third quarter, after Anthony Grant, tired legs and all, lowered to boom on that Rutgers, on that oh, Rutgers yeah. DB. Yeah. Lowered I forget about that play. That was yeah, I didn't forget play. about because I thought it was sort of a tone setter in the second half. Kind of woke him up a little bit. Yeah. On the Rutgers sideline too, right? Yeah, yeah. He And if you look at that play, it was vicious. Now, not in a, it was a clean play, but that was vicious. He's a, he's a tough dude. I mean, that was a dude that went to two JUCOs in New Mexico military and oh, said, yeah. I'm in freaking New Jersey, yeah. and I'm not going to lose this football game. Right. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, so the, the offense did what it needed to, sustain drives, yeah. got some points to kind of get that monkey off their back, but then the defense. 42 took, yards. Rutgers the have defense four, took control. Of yeah, the Rutgers have 42 yards in the third quarter. 85 in the second half. Oh, boy. See, that's the defense. After giving up 263 in the first half. Oh, that's good. 85 total yards and three takeaways in the second half. Oh, well, and, and, and 
okay, the key moment I thought was when they blocked that punt. And if they, if Rutgers should have picked that up and scored. Yeah. And Blaze Gunnerson somehow slipped in there, saved the tackle. Yeah, good job. And then, then, Four point then the three and out, the defense had their, it was inside the 10 yard line, and they kicked a field goal there. If it's 14 nothing, and then you're kicking off in that situation, Ooh, putting the offense back out there after oh. that moment, I think the game's different. And I think the way the defense stood up said, no, 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 we're not going away yet. They they kept doing that. And, and they the offense played awful. You know, they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't, I mean, they couldn't protect. Right. They were getting offensive pass interference penalties on big plays. I mean, there were a lot of things early. Casey threw two picks. I mean, that they had to overcome. And the defense, once again, I mean, settled in. They did. Now, I, I will continue to say this was a really bad Rutgers offense. I mean, their quarterback play was... Let me get some stats here. Pretty bad. You know, I mean, obviously with, with Noah being hurt and just the, the rotation that they had, mm -hmm. uh, that was probably as bad a quarterback play as Nebraska's going to see all season. The rest of the way, in my opinion. And so take that for what it is, but the reality is Nebraska's defense was put in some very difficult positions. They were on the field a lot, and each time they answered the call, especially in the second half when um, you know they had to, otherwise the game would be over. And so you can say what you want about the level of competition they were facing and how bad Rutgers offensive quarterback play may have been. Either way, Nebraska got the job done. They slammed the door on Rutgers in the second half and completely turned the course of the game. Yeah, they, they went and won a Big Ten road game. I mean that's that's the balance to this. Absolutely. There's a lot of balance to that conversation. Baby steps. One, yeah, one of the things is they went on the road on a Friday night on a short week mm -hmm. and beat and beat Rutgers, and that you do tip your cap to the leaders. And, and I'm not just saying coaching staff. I'm saying players, mm -hmm. the Garrett Nelson, the Travis Vogelak, and Casey. I'm saying Casey. Casey leads by example really well. He's very poised. You know, he Rob, I mean, he gets smacked. Yeah. And then he still is able to regroup and hit Trey Palmer on a pass like that. Um, that that's a beautiful pass. Look how, I mean, I'm looking at the passing progression chart, but, I mean, when Casey gets hot, he gets hot. I mean, he goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row. He connects. Is that right? And then he throws the pick, but then he goes three out of four here. But then, you know, they were able to get the touchdown pass to Volkolek, but the way he closed... He completed his final four passes in a row and went five out of six to close the game. Yeah, there you go. You know, you, you it, starts, go, it starts with that vocal X second and ten for seven, uh, the fourth and one run they didn't get. I mean, that was a, uh, a, a tough situation there when they didn't get that fourth and one. It was a tough. They went empty. Yeah. That, caused a, that raised a lot of eyebrows, Sean. That fourth and one when they went empty. He threw the ball to, to Marcus Washington, who was maybe – I mean, after I watched it again, Rob, it would have been a tough catch. That guy, that guy, that guy got his hand. The defender covered him well. Got his hand in there. So after the game, Casey talked about that. He said even he was somewhat questioning the call as they broke the huddle. He was like, wait a minute, we're, we're going empty? We're going to throw the ball on fourth and one? And then he saw the way that it lined up, and it made sense to him. So, like, he thought the play was there. They just didn't execute it. So take it for what it is. I'm sure in retrospect they would have done something different. But as far as what they wanted to do on that play, they got the look that they wanted. The route that they wanted was there. They just didn't, didn't complete it. There was a pride factor in this fan base, too, on fourth and one. Yeah. You just want to see them line up. Nebraska the should be able to just pound the football. Bring, bring two tight ends in. Yeah. Three tight ends, whatever. I mean, 
do do what you got to do. Especially when you got Anthony Grant in the backfield. I don't care how tired his legs are. You saw he's he's got the pop. He could have got your yard, in my opinion. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, I also uh, Noel Bedrill um, came back tonight for his first time against Nebraska. And I thought the game changed with him in there, too. Like, he had those two fade routes deep, the 33 and the 34 yard. Then he Early. went. Then he went one. Of, then, then he went one of nine on his on his next throws, with the only completion being the 43 yard screen where Caleb Tanner missed the tackle. Mm. So at that point, you know, he might have been on some numbing or pain medications to kind of get him juiced up to play early. Whatever he he it, the adrenaline wore off, and I think when the game settled in. Noah Vedral was not effective. You know, he couldn't throw the ball, didn't have a grip on the ball. And that one of nine stretch is kind of, you know, a critical point where Nebraska is able to you know, get some momentum because Noah Vedral gave them the spark early with those two passes, the 21-yard touchdown run. And then after that, he was really ineffective. Yeah, it made Rutgers one-dimensional. So Nebraska could just key in on the run, and they did a good job. Pretty good For job. For the most part, especially yeah. in the second half of defending the line of scrimmage and wrapping up, they, they missed a lot of tackles oh, early. That, yeah. That first half, there was some just stiff arms. Where, yeah, you know, linebacker, one of Nebraska's linebackers got stiff armed twice early in the game, and it was sort of a tone setter yep. for Rutgers yep. in Rutgers' favor. Yeah. And, I'm not going to say the linebacker, but twice. And then, oh, Sean got like <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, he's getting paid a lot of money. That's right. uh, <laughs> oh, Sean got stiff arm to the ground. I mean, he, he made a nice sack, though. Yeah, and he got that tip ball and, late, too. And, the, and, God, I couldn't believe the officials missed that. Like, they, yeah. like I saw, I mean, I was standing right there, yeah, and it was yeah. obvious that ball was tipped. They called a pass interference. Right. I mean, it was, let's call it what it is. It was another questionable Big Ten crew that had way too much... Yeah. Impact in the game. I mean, just presence. Like four OPIs in a game, three in the first half. Like, four OPIs. Come on. That's and, well, and, and at least two or three of those were questionable on both sides. Yeah. Just a mind. lot of stoppages. Yeah. And, and the, I agree, Sean. The way the, the way the official stops the players and was putting her hand on the guy, I just, just it was just too much. I get, I mean, just let the guys play. And, yeah. and how do you not see a ball deflected in the yeah, game? I mean, yeah, like we saw it. I mean, I was. They're a lot closer. I mean, it was obvious, and they 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 had to go to review on that, which right. is shocking. Yeah. Well, I guess the good news: Nebraska's had two very questionably officiated games, and Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren has been in attendance for both of them. So, if there was anybody that was in the house that could do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin could probably do something. Guys, and, and Noah Bedrill didn't just struggle. Um, Evan Simon, when he came in, he was one of his last nine. Sure. With the 19-yard completion, those were his final nine throws. He threw three picks um, in those final nine throws. I mean, he he was three being from oh Brandon, a uh, Miles Farmer and Hartsog at the Hartsog. end. Yeah. Farmers was the biggest of all. So Simon was sacked twice, picked off three times down the stretch. I mean they could throw. Yeah. I mean they really could throw. Yeah, you again. I that's. That's just big those dudes came up. I mean, the farmer pick was gigantic. Set up Nebraska and the boom on the next play. Casey, Casey hits 
hits Palmer who ran by the corner. Um, safety bit on something else. Safety wasn't there, so they knew. They knew too. Um, Casey knew the safety's eyes were trained locked on the tight end, locked in on the tight end, and Casey knew Palmer could run by that corner. He did. They know. Hey, they know Palmer can run by those corners. They knew Palmer could run by those corners. I mean, Palmer can run by anyone. He's a ten-two. I'm, I'm gonna say not anyone. Most guys, but a lot of guys. When he gets open stride, how many guys in the Big Ten run ten-two? I don't know. Not very many. Their corners are pretty fast. They, they could win the state championship in the 100 meters in Louisiana. Yeah, he's fast. He's yeah. He could run. Yeah. I, li- I like his odds against most corners. Yeah. I'll say that. Drew joining us now, Nebraska. 14-13 winners over Rutgers. Friday night football here. Uh, Nebraska's first road win since 2020 Rutgers. Ooh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID. Um, and then, obviously, just the second time... It's the first time they've won two Big Ten games in a row since 2018. I yeah. mean, so these are milestones that you can't really scoff at because Nebraska's had a hard time doing this. Well, let's come on. Let's put it in perspective here. They fired Frost on September 11th, and they fired Shenander on September 18th. And this team's somehow pushing forward. They're, they're going to play meaningful football next weekend in West Lafayette. Right, meaningful football mid-October. October 15th, meaningful football. How about that? How about that? Didn't see that coming. We're going, I mean, that game's a big game. Now, the corner thing is, that's a huge issue that we'll be writing about this week. Because while Rutgers couldn't take full advantage of that, Purdue could. Now, I will say this, though. Let's, I want to be careful here. Purdue is not throwing the ball well downfield this year. They're not. So, but it's a tackling game. Yeah, yeah. Purdue has not thrown the ball well downfield. They have the one kid from Iowa, and that's about Charlie it. Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones has been... Has been dynamic, but they have had another receiver hurt. They had a right tackle hurt. They had good tight end at Purdue. But yeah, good tight end. I mean, good. good. I mean, there's a lot of good tight ends in the league, but they're not getting the ball downfield, which is surprising. I know. So, oh no, we're going to Purdue to cover a probably another close game. Yeah. I mean, I get Grant. They got to keep. They got to get Grant's legs back. Yes, they do. Point spread six, seven points. Purdue probably. Let me think about that, Sean. I can't see it being much more than seven. No, I, I, I think more than four or five. I would I would go five and a half right now. Okay. And let and then they'll let it decide which way it goes from there. Okay. But I think it's gonna be around a touchdown either way. Yeah. For, I mean Nebraska won't be favored, but you know going. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, I guess how I mean because if Maryland, Purdue gonna play at Maryland. I'm pretty sure it's at Maryland. I don't expect Purdue to win that game by the way. Now I don't think that's good news for Nebraska because Purdue will have to beat Nebraska State if they lose to Maryland, which I'm thinking they will. One and, now, and I'll tell you something, if Purdue beats Maryland, oof. Then they're talking about winning the West. Right, right. Because they got the tiebreaker on Minnesota. Yeah. And they'll want the tiebreaker on Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Purdue's going to be in great. Huge game tomorrow. If you're a Nebraska fan, I'd be watching Purdue-Maryland. It's, it's, it's sort of a sneaky, interesting game. It's not even sneaky if you're a Nebraska fan. I mean, that's you want to scout them. Yeah. You want to check them out. Maryland's See if good. they throw the ball down the field. Maryland's good. So if they will we'll get a good gauge of what Purdue is actually going to be. Oh, God, yes. Based off that one. Well, we already, I mean, they play Penn State and they play Syracuse. They're, They're battle tested. Purdue's tough. Probably coming in coming in the next week. What Purdue has got, I said, I'm going to tell you something. The more I talk about it, the more I think a couple things. The more We're going to be talking a lot about Nebraska's corners. And we're going to, we've got, we got to get, we got to see what Grant, if, if, if they thought, if they agree, I don't think those guys admit though if his legs were a little. There wasn't much there to run through. There wasn't. Yeah. 
that and that goes back to maybe a bigger point is that offensive line. Man. Oh, we didn't talk about the Nebraska offensive line. What do you think about that? Rob? That was as bad of a first half of offensive line play as we've seen in a long time here. They they couldn't block anyone. Rutgers Sean, wasn't even blitzing. What do you do at tackle? I mean, good question. Yeah, both sides are a oh, and major issue. Both right? sides. It was leaky. Major both sides. issue. Now, did they? But they kind of they got better in the second half. They did. The protection they was did. better in the second half. They saw a lot more four-man rush in the second half too, and I, they held up. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe Casey was right. Rutgers just got tired. Got tired of knocking them around <laughs> two quarters. Yeah, but that I mean, the defenses Nebraska is going to see are only going to continue to get better than what they saw tonight, the and part, yeah. they they had a lot of problems, and we saw Casey can only be durable for so much longer. We're going to get him hurt. He came out of the... He came <laughs> he's out already of, hurt. He came out of that tunnel late because he was getting re-wrapped. Yeah, he, had to, he had to take his pads off and re-wrap everything. Chubba was out there. Okay, yeah, Casey... Well, Casey mentioned... Now, if you go back and listen to the tape, Casey mentioned he had to get cleared, it seems, yes. it seems like. Yeah, there was question if he was, if he was going to return. Yeah, he had to get cleared. Um, yeah, Casey's Don't tough. go there. No, 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 no. You always hear Mickey say he's tough. You know, he, I mean, he references Charles. We saw Charles, by the yeah. way, at the team hotel. This Charles time. Thompson, his dad, who played for Oklahoma, a great wishbone quarterback. Yeah, Charles was at the hotel. Um, I'm going to have a column on Sunday about Casey says his mom helped, too. His mom would do – she'd be on the roof doing stuff. She'd do the yard work. Um, he says his mom, mom was tough, too. He said the whole family, that's, that's what we are. We're just – we're just a tough, tough crew. My thing is, as tough as he may be, I don't, I don't care who you are, you cannot take that type of beating week in, week out. I mean, this is it's getting this is three straight weeks yeah, where he's just that. getting smoked. It's getting cold red. I mean, like he's getting like black, like highlight level blasted, taking <laughs> shots to the ribs, getting yeah. driven into the ground. Like that's bad. And that's before Jim Leonard and Wisconsin. Absolutely. Yeah, Wisconsin in Michigan. Michigan. In Minnesota and Iowa, Michigan. get their shots. Michigan. Yeah, so I mean, like, if they want him to make it and actually keep this thing going. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Donovan's got, a lot got, of work to do. Donovan's got to get that line. I mean, I don't know what you do. Yeah. And the fact that they were, Rutgers was doing that mostly with a four-man rush, yeah. that's the biggest red flag Whoa. for me. It's not like they were bringing – early on they were early bringing on a lot of heat. Yeah. But in the second quarter, they were just backing off because their edge guys were winning one-on-one battles right. easily. Casey took that late hit penalty early, and I almost felt like Rutt, like Shiano's like, take one. Let's, let's, let's see if he's healthy. Number 71. I mean, I, I think they're like, it. you know, be aggressive. You know, let's hit him a little yeah, bit and it's see. Like, it's like the boxers getting the punch in after and the middle. They got penalized for it, but I, I think the, the, the Rutgers sideline probably wasn't that disappointed. Like, you know, let's, let's see if he's healthy. Let's give him a hit. 
All right, guys, well, let's go a little let's bit longer here. Uh, we, we got a few more minutes. Okay. It's only, we're That's 30 minutes. Right. We're not wrapping up yet. We got, it's past six bedtime. Uh, it is late, uh, but we appreciate you joining us late here. Um, and we're going to be nighting in next week in West Lafayette. And probably the week after. In the week after. So, no, we'll by a week next week. But, oh, yeah, uh, Illinois. Nebraska, 14, 13 winners. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett as uh, kind of our final thoughts here. Mm. Um, a couple other just things that happened today. Matt Davison announced on the radio oh, yeah. after 19 years he will step off the broadcast. And What's your thought on that, Sean? It's interesting because we were interviewing him Wednesday about his move, and, and we got the impression he wanted to stay on the broadcast. Um, and, and he'll be off. I, now there's two things that come to mind. Who's going to replace Matt Davison? I mean, I, I think that's going to be a, a topic uh, this week. Kevin Suits, by the way, keep it going. I'm watching right now. I love it. Thank you, Kevin Suits. Suits. I keep talking about Davison. But <laughs> Davison, um, you know, with his new role running the 1890 initi- or collective 1890 initiative, um, you, you know, my, my first thought was running the collective where you're in charge of paying the players going forward. I don't know how you, within a compliance world, can hop on the Nebraska team plane and sit next to Casey Thompson on a Nebraska-funded flight, and then after the game say, hey, by the way, we got this, this. I mean, I think there were some issues probably, is my guess. Appearances. Appearances of your collective person on the team plane um, and things like that. And I so when he told us, I was actually kind of surprised. I'm like, I don't know how that would work. Uh, when I was on the broadcast, you know, I never flew on the flights and things like that because I, I looked at myself as a reporter and, right. you know, not someone, it, it, I it reported on the team and stories and, you know, and in that role you're in the collective and you're... So, so they got to find somebody quick. So, yeah, what, will they bring somebody up? You know, like there's a lot of really good people that could do it. I mean, Damon Benning, Jay Foreman, mm-hmm. Jay Moore. Jeremiah Stills. Well, Jeremiah Stills is a sports agent. Oh, that's right. So that's I don't think right. he can exactly. do it. That's why he's off right now. That's right. Um, so that will be, you know, a job that a lot of guys will, I mean, as it's a big job, and they, they may already know who, it, I mean, I'm sure that the university already knows who they're going to use, but that'll be something to watch this week. Okay. Who they put in there. Matt's last day in his office will be Friday. His last day as a, as a senior associate AD. Meaning Friday, because he'll be done Friday because he's not going to travel with the team mm-hmm. on Friday now. Yeah, his his role his job was senior associate AD in charge of external engagement, which is he was a, yeah, that's a lot of fundraising. But he did help day to day football stuff. So yeah, last day Friday, interesting. So he's off the broadcast. Nineteen years. We don't know who that will be. That'll be a story this week. Yeah, I mean, and how they announce it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure Greg Sharp knows um, who they're going to go with. But yeah, they they could go. I mean. I've seen Ben McLaughlin on these trips. They they can just go. I mean, you don't have to be an ex-player to be the color analyst. No. Gary Saddlemeyer, one of my close friends, is one of the best color analysts in Nebraska ever had. He was not a player. That'd be good. No, I'm not saying Gary's in line for the job. Is we're, we're KFAB is not a part of the Husker Sports okay. Network. But I'm I'm not I'm just saying you don't have to be an ex-player to be a good color analyst. Gary Saddlemeyer was a great color analyst, and he actually played. He did kick in college at a small college in Minnesota, but. You know that's something to watch. Okay, what else? What else was? What else we got? The body. I was going to say this. Being around the team at the team hotel, mm-hmm. we were there all. It was. It's a night game, so we had a lot of time around guys. But just seeing Mickey around the, the players, mm-hmm. um, and his presence with them, and how they connect with him, and how he connects with them, 
I, I, that impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing that dialogue that he has and, you know, just the way he talks to guys and the way they look at him and talk to him. I mean, there, there's something there. You, you can see I think it. there must be. I mean, it, I mean, at halftime, I wouldn't have said that. At halftime, I would have said, I don't know if, I don't know what kind of connection he's got. <laughs> I mean, it, they didn't, I mean, at halftime, now Mickey in the post game seemed like he was still pretty confident at halftime, which is, now you got to admit, that was a lot different than you were, a lot different than I was, a lot different than Rob was, a lot different than most of the media. We were, we didn't think the Brazilian. It was kind of like, what a joke. Yeah, exactly. I mean, call it what it is. I would have said, no, nah, Mickey didn't have his team ready. I was already pre-written. I had half my story pre-written. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just losses. being real here. I was saying that in the first half. I he didn't have his team ready. These guys weren't ready to play. But they stayed confident. His big theme was we knew it was going to be a four-quarter fight. Okay, and it was. He was right. Oh, in the end, you give Mickey a lot of credit um, for keeping that team together. Well, and that's strange though. That first half was not. That was, yeah. Well, it was. It was. It wasn't that strange. I mean, we've seen that how many times? Yeah. It was also their first true road game. Let's yeah. not underestimate. Sure and I mean, sure this, this team it was has a, done that a lot. It was a. a, a that's true. It wasn't the best crowd, but it was a really good Pretty crowd good. and the way they blare that music in here yeah, yeah. I that's mean, what casey referred to that i mean it felt like you were like at a new jersey nightclub yeah, i mean the it was show and the we've been to new jersey oasis wonderwall <laughs> maybe <laughs> robert and i on our first trip here we, <laughs> we, we we peaked in a new jersey nightclub that was enough yeah, for us we did that was more than enough but i i want to go back to a point on mickey that you made okay. where coming out of halftime like everybody else was throwing in the towel this thing's over like they didn't show up they don't want to win well not they were that's what i'm saying around we were. Uh, yeah like the, the yeah. We social were. media yeah. press box all that stuff but mickey was down there firing guys up and mm-hmm. I, I think that just goes back to the main reason why he was picked as the interim was because of his motivation and the way that he gets guys to rally yep. together and you see that in instances like this where sometimes you just need someone to, to pick you up and, and lift you up, especially when things aren't going your way. Mm-hmm. And Nicky, Mickey has done that a lot now, especially over the last few games where um, he's able to get these guys to rally together and believe in themselves. And I think that the just belief has been a lacking component to Nebraska football for far too long. And now they got two wins. And I think they're starting to actually believe that they can do it and they can win these types of games, even, wow. even when it's – a fight from start to finish. Bob, add Bush to that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Bill, you got the two most, the two best motivators on staff at the two most high-profile positions. Yeah, Bush. I mean, Bush. What he's done with the defense. Uh, come on, two second-half shutouts. They he shut out up Indiana. some blitzes tonight too. Oh, dude. a few of them got home. Indiana shut out the second half. Rutgers shut out the second half. I mean, that's in, in like turnovers. Coming up with three turnovers, O'Shawn tipping that ball late. I mean, they made plays. They made plays. And Malcolm getting that late pick, kind of a gift pick there. Um, Rutgers could throw. I mean, they the game, man, it's – I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to hear Shiano's comments, but I, I'm going to obviously read them when we get back to the hotel um, just because that thing just slipped from them. I mean, they, they – It did. I mean, they should not have lost this no, game. I mean, no. you're sick right now. Should have been up – well, I think the score at halftime should have been 27 zip, yeah. Yep. I mean, they yeah, they didn't – they played with fire a little bit by not having a bigger lead at halftime. They're, I mean, 
give Nebraska some credit for holding it to 13, but come on, Rutgers, Rutgers blew some chances. Well, I think they were really banking on Noah, giving him a spark, and he did early. Sure did early. But clearly, Thumb. he's not, you know, fully healthy. Thumb. And, and that affected him. He had him. something on his right hand. And yeah. he gave it hell, though. I mean, Noah, oh, yeah. but, I mean, the way he came out, like, you could tell, Ooh. like, yeah. This was like such a meaningful moment in his life to play against Nebraska, who he felt like he didn't get a fair shake. He felt like McCaffrey was pushed over him, and I agree with him. I mean, McCaffrey, who's McCaffrey? Luke. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, you, you think about how he left, why he left. I mean, they just gave Luke McCaffrey the spot over him. Um, and he's better than Luke McCaffrey. Luke McCaffrey can't play quarterback in college anywhere. He couldn't play quarterback at Rice. Yeah, he's better. Remember when they benched he's Adrian right. Luke McCaffrey? Yeah. And I don't blame the Federals one bit for leaving Nebraska. Sean. They didn't get a fair shake. The Federal's a better quarterback than I mean, he pushed, Vettrell pushed Luke Adrian McCaffrey's not even a quarterback. Right. He's not quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, so for him to get this shot, you know, and, it, it was, you know, too bad for him that he couldn't go out stronger. But, you know, he gave it hell. Yeah, he did. The, the reality is that when your quarterback can't hold on to the football, which towards the end of it he could barely even throw it, right. I mean, your offense is severely limited. And that was a big part in Nebraska taking the game over in the second half. They couldn't. The Rutgers couldn't throw it. 14-13. All right, final thoughts. We'll wrap up here. Uh, Nebraska next week, 6.30 game central time at Purdue. So we'll be out there again. Uh, Saturday night game again. This will be I mean, we're getting used to these night games. I remember. Join us on this thing next week, and we'll we'll figure it out again next week. Um, but I think this worked. Uh, I liked the setup with the mics. I mean, I wanted to make sure we had an easy road traveling setup, and we, we figured this out, guys. And I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, Sean, you did a good job. You you did it. Good job, Trey. Appreciate you. We'll, we'll get you on. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll be ready again next week for you, Trey, and appreciate you. Uh, on the back end. And, and thank you again for everyone for watching. Reminder, uh, check out HuskerOnline.com. We've got great post-game coverage up. Steve Stipple's column, Robin's Five Things, My Final Takes Grades, all posted. All of the videos of the post-game press conference are on the YouTube channel. So if you miss Mickey Joseph or any of the players that were talking after the game, we've got it all. So you, you can go on Husker Online, our YouTube channel, uh, and we will put this on the podcast channel. So when the show is over, when I get back to the hotel, I will upload this audio so you can listen to it as a podcast as well. So uh, thank you again to Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Uh, we stayed here late for you. It's about 2 a.m. here in uh, New Jersey, and uh, we'll get back to the hotel and back to Lincoln and looking forward to another week here on Husker Online.